0: Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 221 of the Sophie Art Podcast It's a little podcast out do about the art and things and it's a bit windy but hopefully it'll be alright and I think it's about to pee down <laughs> If it does I'm going to keep going because this is a walk and talk I haven't got any apples today but I'm going to get some apples on the way home and I might put a crunch in in a minute. Because <laughs> I like I likes the crunches. Yeah, it is raining. It's that drizzle rain as well. You know that rain that is like the wettest of rain. There's loads of people out here today, which is a bit weird. I thought it was actually going to be um, quite quiet. But this one here today, I'm talking about things break. Nothing lasts forever. Hey. Cause I've got a load of. It. I've had a couple of experiences this past week, which I think I've learnt a lot of lessons from. It's basically I broke, I break my Kindle, and I broke my camera whilst taking photos on two separate occasions. But I have actually had really good insights in them from them so little Dennis is at home and it's probably he's probably done the right thing there because um he would have got wet out of (laughs) here oh I'll tell you what I love about rain when you're out in the rain underneath the trees I love the sound of the rain hitting the trees it's cool could you imagine being in a rainforest Imagine being in a rainforest with it hammering down. How cool would that be? This is cool, this is. Yeah, I knew it was going to do this. I wouldn't be surprised if we have um, thunderstorms in a minute. Because it's so warm. But peeing it down as well. So, well, I've got... I've got, I'm going to talk about this weird thing as well which is... Um, so in quantum physics they say that I think it's called the Observer Effect but in the double slit experiment they've actually they've, they've observed or the, the findings shown that the future can change the past Shall we just listen to this rain for a bit? It is beautiful. I'd love to be in a rainforest with this going on. <laughs> but in the double slit experiment, they've observed that basically particles are both waves and well, was it something is both a wave and a part a particle or something basically is it's both in the position that they observe it at, but it's also it 's only there when they observe it so in other words, the future changes the past because until they look at it, they look at it in the future but even but in the past, it was in all the positions, so it's them in the future that changes its position in the past Now I've had, this, I had a weird experience on when was it I think it was Thursday or Friday what happened was I was out taking photos oh and I'm also, if you're watching this on YouTube and I'll put links and I think in the in the show notes but if you're watching this as a video I'm going to put some videos in of me posing down the woods and stuff it was it was beautiful sunny day though on that one. <laughs> that was just before I broke my camera. But what happened was on Friday I was taking photos and I was just about to walk home, and I put my Kindle, which I used to take photos, I put it into one of my like a carrier bag, and normally I put it into my proper bag, my rucksack. Now what's weird is I looked at the I looked at the Kindle in that bag and I thought I should put that in my bag really, my rucksack but then something said well what I said was, I said I'm only going to be walking home, I'm not doing anything else so it would be alright there and then what problem was about five minutes later I realised I didn't put my socks on I didn't have my socks on so I put my bag down, sat on my bag to put my socks on and I broke the Kindle because as I got up, I thought, hang on a minute, wasn't me Kindle in that bag? And so what happened was, in that moment, suddenly, that the the experience I had before, of looking at the Kindle in the bag, thinking I should put that in my proper bag, suddenly that became a lot more powerful. So what I'm wondering is, is it possible? Because what happened after that was, I spent about five minutes... Thinking, ah, I wish I put that, put that Kindle in my big bag. Why didn't I put it in my big bag? So I'm wondering whether, because there was such an emotion invested in that thought of wishing I had put it in the big bag, I'm wondering whether that emotion attached to that thought is what actually sent the thought back in time to the to the past version of me. So it was actually me in the future sending myself the thought saying you should put that bag you should put that kindle in the big bag but i didn't listen to it so i'm wondering whether this is like this is sort of how you can improve your intuition and stuff maybe it's you in the future talking to yourself in the past so what would have happened is if i had listened to that and acted on it i would have actually changed the timelines Because I would have had the Kindle in my big bag and I wouldn't have sat on it. So I wouldn't have broke it. So then, this is how I start wondering whether everything that's happening is like some sort of... It's all like alternate timelines. Because if you think about it, everything we're doing is... It's all decisions. Like just before doing this podcast, I had a decision. Do I go down the park and record it? Or do I go over by the river? If I'd gone over by the river, I'd have been soaking wet now. But because I come into the park, I've got trees. There's like shelter. So that's, But I've noticed there's so many times where something will happen, and when I get that feeling of ah, oh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd sort of d- done the other thing or something. It. I always get that feeling that the original thought is somehow somehow from me. But it also makes you want like wonder, where do thoughts even come from? Thoughts are coming from somewhere. So a lot of thoughts are coming from the past. Say for instance, let's say for instance somebody, well I was going to say somebody beats you up. <laughs> let's say you're walking along and somebody beats you up. Next time you walk along that same location a thought might enter your head of, you know, somebody might beat the effort or something, but the only reason that's happened is because of a past experience. So who's used to say that future experiences aren't actually putting thoughts in. What if that's not creating thoughts as well? And then you can go all over the place with this, because what if, for instance, somebody does something like they... Let's say you're walking down the street and somebody... Well, let's say you're driving a car or something, and somebody cuts you up. If you sort of then send out this message of oh, I wish they didn't send. They wish they didn't cut me up." What if that actually sends a thought into the other person's head in the past, so they get the thought of they won't pull out in front of that person? Can you see what I mean? It looks. Like, it ends up looking like a big, massive, entangled sort of. Um, thought thing like a big web of thoughts where all these thoughts are going in and out of people so that was the first thing I thought <laughs> and then the other thing was it. what this did was it made me realise because I've had that Kindle for probably about 10, 10 years or something and what I do is I've got this app on it called Time Lapse and what it does is it allows you to control your your like digital camera like without having to do anything so you can set it to every five seconds it will take a photo and it goes on in like unlimited so you could be there for half an hour every five seconds it's taking a photo so what you can do is you can set your tripod up with a camera on it and you can like pose away sort of posing for photos and every five seconds you're getting a photo So it's almost like you've got a virtual photographer with you. (laughs) But I'd never thought to myself, well, this is a thing as well. This is what's weird. Two two weeks ago, or a week before I went out, I actually thought, I did have a thought of, I've got to look after this. Did I say that? No, the thought was more, imagine if, that was it. The thought was, imagine if I broke, imagine if I... I couldn't use the app or something because I didn't have a black a, a blackout pan. <laughs> so even that, thought you know, why did I think that? It's all very strange, but it's made me realise that I've I take a lot of things for granted, and I also feel like what happened with the um like the what's it called you know the 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 vaccine thing the COVID thingy when everyone got put into lockdowns I almost feel like that was also really good for making people realise how much they relied on stuff because all all of a sudden all this stuff was like stopped all the shops shut and that you suddenly realise you know how much you sort of took stuff for granted so I had that sort of experience as well with this um, when I broke my Kindle now what's funny about this is, I went out again yesterday, which was probably nearly a week later, and I, what I did was, I've, I had a little phone at home, an Android phone, I managed to get the app on that as well, so I've got a backup plan now, but I need to get my um, Kindle fixed. But what happened was, I was posing away, and I was trying to change my outfit like in the middle of the woods, which is always a bit risky. <laughs> so, and I was like rushing. And as I was like stretching to put the outfit on, I knocked the kin- the um, tripod with the digital camera on it and it fell forwards and, and like broke. So it stopped working. Now, what's cool is, both of these situations, I didn't get angry. I didn't get upset. I just sort of, So what happens for me is if something happens like that, I I use it as a learning experience. I am upset and disappointed because it's going to cost you money to fix it. And it's a silly mistake, some of them. But the good thing is I feel like you can learn. Everything that's happening, you can learn from. So straight away I was thinking to myself, right, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do if I can't fix it? And stuff like that. Because it's almost like, I can't do anything about it now. So what happened was, I decided to go home because I didn't have a camera. So I go home, and I was sorting out me because luckily the photos I took were they, they were all right on the SD card. So what happened then was, about an hour later, I I turned the um, camera back on at home, and it started working again. So now it seems to be working. <laughs> so I took that as. Um, I remember listening to a podcast once about, it was a spiritual um, meditation podcast, Meditation Retreat. I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how this bloke, he parked his car in a, in a car park, like a multi-story car park, and he went out to get into his car, and he, he realised somebody nicked it. No, it was his bicycle, actually, a motorbike. It was like a Harley Davidson, a really expensive motorbike. And what what he said was, he said, initially he was like, oh, no. But then within about two minutes, he was basically all right with it. He would sort of accepted that he had lost his motorbike. And in in that moment, the moment he accepted he had lost his motorbike, he realised he was on the wrong floor. (laughs) So he basically, he hadn't lost his motorbike. But what I'm thinking is, this almost goes into the same sort of thing. I sometimes think like, stuff's happening as tests to see how you're going to respond. If he had responded, like you know, getting his knickers in a twist, who's used to say that actually he wouldn't have been on the wrong floor and he would, have, he, he would have lost his bike. But it's almost like the universe said, you've proven to me that you're you able to let go of your motorbike. In other words, you're not attached to your motorbike. Therefore, you can have it back again. It's almost, I really do think that's happening sometimes because what happened was i I had let go of the, the camera, I'd accepted that I've I've like I've lost that camera and I got it back again. And it really and also what's amazing is, because my mum said this as well, I feel like what happened was it was actually the, the universe's way of making me go home early. Because if that hadn't have happened I would have been there all day I think. And the thing is well, I did, I did need to get home to get some rest because I've been going to sleep so late lately because I've been doing lots of things. <laughs> so I've been sacrificing sleep and stuff. So I almost feel like the message The message I got from that moment was one was you need to have a backup for if you break something like that. also realised that I, I take the camera for granted. I also realised that I'm actually not... A, To the camera, I am attached to it in one way because I need it for photos, but I'm actually able to let go of it, so that was a nice thing. But also, the main thing was this sort of connection I had with the universe. I ended up feeling like I was connecting with the universe there, and what's also amazing is this position, this location I went to, was a new location. I'd never been there before, as soon as I got there to this place, it from there was a bench and like a beautiful curved tree trunk, which you could sort of sit on and stuff it was up and then right next to it were these um steps, wooden steps leading right up to the top. so what you had was you had the curviness of the tree alongside like the the straights of the um what's it called the um steps It was just beautiful it was. So I found this beautiful location. As I got there a little robin was there and Robin is my spirit animal. Now later on, about an hour later, well I'm in the middle of taking photos, another little robin come up and I, I feel like these robins are messengers from the universe. I feel like they're sort of they're guiding me, that's what I think. So I'm wondering whether it, it I feel I've got a feeling something was gonna happen there if I'd stayed there. Something that I probably wouldn't have liked or something. So that was quite nice. Now the other thing I was thinking about, because I've been thinking a lot about this. The other thing I thought about was um, my gender therapist. So in 2014 I started seeing a gender therapist. And I definitely took her for granted for a few years. And then I suddenly thought, I realised... I really, really, really realised, I meditated on this and felt it properly. Like really sort of emotionally got into it and cried and everything. And I experienced her not being in my life anymore. And I I would go into that meditation multiple times. And what would happen is, whenever I went to the sessions with her, I appreciated her way more. Because I knew she wasn't going to be there forever. So I feel like that's a good practice to do. Have you ever done this? Sit on a sofa or something next to someone you love or something and look at them. You do it when they don't know you're looking at them and just really think to yourself that they're going to die one day or you're going to die one day. In other words, you physically won't be in the same at some point physically, you know, you're going to they're not going to be there anymore. And if you really feel that, it's elevated, and emotional. And the sort of love you feel is unbelievable. I would love to do that if I ever had negative thoughts. If I was angry with someone, I would love to be able to somehow go into that sort of meditation or that experience in the middle of an anger thing. Because I feel like that feeling you get when you really feel like that person is going to leave your life I feel like that could diffuse any sort of negative thoughts or something you might have about them that's what I think so but it's also made me so like now I'm going to really appreciate my camera a lot more the fact that it's working again I'm going to just be I'm incredibly grateful for it and also when I get I'm going to try and get a another kindle because i like i like the the good thing about having like a kindle or something or a tablet is it's a bigger screen so while you're taking photos you can actually see the photo you're taking on the screen so if you're using a mobile it's a very little screen and i was finding that a bit hard yesterday it's good in one way because it allows you to sort of forget about what the image on the screen looks like and just sort of get into the photos i suppose But it is good sometimes to be able to see on the screen, like, the composition. So, but again, when I get that, I'm going to really be grateful for that as well. And I'm going to, I've got to start, basically, the other thing I thought was, it made me think of a quote. There's a quote on my website, one of my affirmations, and it says, when you rush, you delay. And I really, really thought about that yesterday. Because what was happening was I was rushing to get into my outfit and that's when I broke the camcorder and I broke the camera. So if I hadn't been rushing I wouldn't have broke the camera. So that was another thing I thought about was when you rush you delay. So there's loads of stuff happening like loads of of, um, wisdom bombs (laughs) coming out of this negative experience. And then the ultimate one I thought as well was, it doesn't really matter anyway, does it? Like, if everything breaks, you can always get another one, apart from a person, really. That's what I'm saying. I think people are, like, the only thing, really, that matters. Because you can't replace people. You can replace everything else, but not not people. Even though we're not really people. (laughs) We're spiritual things, so even people are sort of indestructible as well. We just change into different forms. What's that? What else has I got here? I've, in my notes, I put, yeah, look. I've, well, what I put is, I put that precious thing you're attached to will break or die. So, in other words, everything is going to break. So, if you like it, what I thought popped into my head right there my sister bought me this um, this um, bracelet we both had exactly the same one and it said on it she believed she could so she did and we both had that so it was like a sort of uh, a bracelet bonding us now the other about three three months ago I lost it and I've, I never found it again and that was really upsetting because that's a special one that is so even that but again when that happened I I was really upset for ages and I I was going I was walking around town and everything walking around all the shops trying to find it because I thought I might find it At some point I was able to let it go because I realized hang on a minute it doesn't really matter anyway it's only a bracelet you don't actually need it to you don't need a bracelet to have a bond it's a bit like when people get married. I don't understand the point in getting married and stuff. Like, having the wedding ring and that. It doesn't matter, does it? Like, the bond is actually nothing to do with anything physical or stuff. The bond is like an inner thing. So that's, that was another thing I thought, this is cool. Like, and I've noticed that a lot. These bad things happen... They're actually really good for learning lessons, but yeah, ultimately our bodies will break too. I feel like that is going to be the biggest attachment we've all got to let go of. I feel like it's going to be quite easy to let go of physical things. It's not easy, but it's you know it's relatively easy. People and animals. They're going to be quite hard to let go of. But I feel like our bodies are actually... The, I feel like our bodies is is the ultimate test. And it comes right at the end. Can you... Are you attached to your body? I feel like that's what will actually keep you... In either the lower realms of the spirit realm... The lower dimensions... Or... If reincarnation is what happens... I feel like that's what will actually keep you looping. And I feel like earthbound spirits, a lot of earthbound spirits are actually people who are attached to their bodies and stuff. That's why they do spirit possessions. They spirit possess people because they're actually so attached to having a physical body that they actually end up attaching themselves to other people's bodies. I think that's it for this though. So... The main takeaway is, when you rush, you delay. Basically, like everything that's happening is is learning, and I'm but I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced, we are sending ourselves messages from the future into the past, which makes you wonder. Like all those times when something happens and you get a thought, I've got to turn down this way and you turn down that way and you you bump into somebody who changes your life or something you know, that might be you doing that or maybe it's, I don't know because I sometimes wonder whether the higher self is actually you in the future that is fully evolved into your ultimate self so you are actually your higher self and what you're doing is you're actually like almost working backwards through time to create yourself it goes into this other thing I've said before the creator, like God the creator's creations are creating the creator which is a paradox but it's a very similar thing to that is that like God creates humans the creator creates the creations and then those creations are actually creating the God so well, I've always seen that as like a circular thing. But it might actually be to do with time as well. We might actually end up becoming God. But we are already God in the future. Like, And what we're doing is we're going backwards in time. And we're just sort of changing the... It's free will. Because you start wondering about free will. If this is what's going on, if... If you in the future can send messages to yourself in the past, but this is it, isn't it? You've still got free will. That's the thing. So even you can you could send a message into the past, a powerful message, but your yourself in the past still has free will to to not do it. It's hella cool. I love this. But what you end up with is you end up with I was gonna say a shit ton of timelines you end up with like um loads of versions of yourself and i just thought to myself then you know this might be the dream realm as well it might be when you're in the sleep state you're actually bouncing around these different timelines so in other words if you make a decision in the past and you change the timeline the the other timeline still has to exist but you're just not on it now. But you might be able to go into it in the dream state. Because I think what happens there is... You end, if you change your... If you go on to your sort of higher timeline... I think you're, it's almost like all that's happening really is your consciousness is shifting around the different timelines. So maybe what happens is when you shift your consciousness onto the ever timeline, the other versions of yourself become probability-based beings. So at that point, it's almost like they are basically like AI robots. Just And what they're doing is they're, they're, they're you, but they're not making decisions, really. Well, they are making decisions, but they're making decisions based off of your probability, but what happens is they continue to exist because if your consciousness might end up making another decision, which puts it back onto that other timeline. It's a of weird. I wish you could see the state of my um, paper with my notes on. It's like soaking wet. It is. But for this, all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. Nothing lasts forever, i put. That would be a nice quote. But I've got, what I've got is at aim. I've got these things called um, Chakra Wisdom Cards. So what I did was I pulled one out this morning, and I thought I'd use that as this week's inspirational quote. So I'm going to read this one, and it's actually called, it's the Sixth Chakra, Third Eye Chakra Mindfulness. And the quote is a big one, but I'll get a little bit of it in a minute. So the quote is, I'm aware of my thoughts and I ask myself, are they uplifting and are they true? I do this because I know that my thoughts significantly affect my mental, emotional and physical health. (laughs) And because I know that my body believes everything that I believe. That's what I'm saying. This is how powerful thoughts are. So if... If you, this is what, this is why I think thoughts is what it's all about. Because I've actually thought to myself, spirit possession, I feel like spirit possession is actually all around thoughts. There's some little common folk out here, the pigeons. You ever seen those um, seagulls when they start they're uh, dancing? When it's been raining, you see them dancing on the grass for worms. <laughs> It's funny that is. I love pigeons. I feel like pigeons are sort of um I don't think they ask for much in life they're they're sort of like they're just absolutely happy with like what they've got. So I feel like spirits The way spirits possess you, this is what I think, is with thoughts. Hey, there's sprinklers going on over here. There's um, a bowling green. That's funny. It's peeing down with rain and they've got sprinklers on. You'd have thought they would have turned those off by now. Hey, they've just turned them off. How weird is that? Look, he's just turned them off. The bloke over there just turned them off. That's quite weird, isn't it? I think what spirits do is... I think what's happening is we've got emotional wounds and the spirits can see these emotional wounds. Dan, on the Ascend podcast, he reckons that it's all to do with colours. It's almost like emotions are different colours which could actually correspond with chakras and stuff. But he thinks what happens is these spirits can actually see emotional wounds in your body because they see your body as like as a, they see your energy body as colours. So if for instance the spirit is attached to a physical body in a, like let's say it's attached to playing video games. That could be say a colour of purple. So what it does is it looks for humans with like a purple body. Or purple light in their body. And and what it does is it it can attach to that purple light. And that's how it gets inside and possesses. That's how it creates like an addiction. So what happens is you end up with an addiction to video games. But it's basically, it's a spirit possessing you. Because the spirit wants to play video games. (laughs) It's that sort of thing. But I think the way it works is, if it sees that the... the, um, if it sees your body has like, the frequency that it needs to attach to you to possess you, I think what it does is it sends you a thought. So it will like, send you a thought of playing a video game, because it knows that it knows that you're going to respond to that thought. So it's like it's using thoughts thoughts are the way that the spirits can attach to you because what happens is you think these thoughts are yours but they're not so because you think they're your thoughts you sort of act on them if somebody else come up to you and said and said like the thing if somebody come up to you and said some of the things that your thoughts are saying you wouldn't listen to it but because it's inside of your head you think it's you so that's why you listen to it it's very clever but it's also, this is why it's quite hard to sort of work it all out. Because, like, I've thought this a lot. If you hear someone else's thought, if I could go into your head and hear your thoughts, would it sound like me? Because <laughs> what do my thoughts really sound like? <laughs> it sounds like me, I think. But it's weird, isn't it? So I'm wondering whether actually, like, th- we're all... Th- this this is no I've said this to my mum the other day if I could go into my mum's body or if I could go into someone else's body if you could go into anyone's body or if you could even go into say a little a little ant or a cre- some sort of creature would you still feel like you would you feel like you but but you would have you'd have these little legs of a creature <laughs> It's very much like a dream again. If you go into a lucid dream... And I've had a dream where I've become a cat. And I had a dream where I've become a bird flying through the sky. But I still felt like me. So it was like it was me as a bird. Which is quite weird. So I'm wondering whether everything actually feels like me. Does it feel any different to be anyone else? And therefore, th- everyone's thoughts might be the same. That's what I think. I think sometimes we're... You know, like Wi-Fi is invisible, but it's all around us. I'm wondering whether our thoughts are like that. You know, we're walking around. What if we're walking around through everyone's thoughts? And then you start wondering whether... What was I going to say then? I've totally lost what I was going to say then. Wandering around people, I don't know what I was going to say there. I got distracted by the little birds, There's little birds flying around, hopping about. They do not look like dinosaurs. Yeah, so I wonder whether, oh, that was it. I think this might be why when you get into nature, you feel more connected and stuff. Because in nature, there's not as many thoughts flying about because there's not as many people. So maybe like, and what's weird about this is I just thought about something. This is very much like the video game Persona. In Persona, very often what they will do is they'll have all the characters walking around and all the thought bubbles will be in the air But they're they're like all their thoughts are written. That's what I'm thinking. What if somehow you could? I reckon if you could, because I wonder if there's a way to be able to, like scientifically view Wi-Fi. In other words, is there? Does wifi, Wi-Fi have a light to it? So could you actually, if you had a certain camera or something, like like infrared or something? If you could have a certain camera. Do you think you'd be able to see the Wi-Fi all around us? And then I wonder whether you could do that with thoughts. And that might be what spirits are doing. Maybe when you're in the spirit realm, you might be able to have an ability to see thoughts. Because thoughts, all thoughts is is energy. Let's get back to this quote though. It says, I am not... In control of all situations that come my way, nor am I in control what others doing say. However, I do have free will as as to how I respond. Why what, what I like that was it reminded me of the um, experience the other day when when the camera broke. I am not in control of all situations. I'm not in control. I'm not in control of how the camera fell on the floor and broke. I was in control of how. It was ultimately me that pushed it over, I suppose. But there's a. Like, I am not in control of the rain falling this morning, but I am in control of how I respond. So I responded by going under the trees. (laughs) There's a doggy over there. I'll tell you what, the way dogs run about, you can really see a sense of freedom in doggies. It's cool. And it says, the last bit of this quote is, I choose to respond to all situations from an enlightened position rather than just reacting. I think that's going to be this week's inspirational quote. We've got a red rose. Red, red rose. And we've got little yellow, yellow things you touch leaves and stuff because what you start realising is like this, I've got a leaf here it's really furry feels like stubble it's quite amazing actually and then some of them like this one, I've got another one here it's waxy so it's, it's quite interesting how all leaves are not the same some are furry some are waxy this one here has got a texture to it. So it's got like grooves on it. I feel like it's quite important because you can sort of, when you're doing a painting or something, you can sort of put in a bit of texture and stuff. All the furries. <laughs> this week's inspirational quote. A little raindrop fell on the, um, oh this is cool. This rose here has got a bit of pink stuff on it. This week's inspirational quote is going to be, I choose to respond to all situations from an enlightened position rather than just reacting